0: You are listening to the golf science lab podcast. My name is Cordy Walker and I'm on a mission to figure out how to improve the way that we learn and get better at golf. I've been able to travel all over the world, talking with leaders in the industry, from instructors to researchers, to golfers themselves, learning how they're getting better at golf and what that means for you. Just this past week, a friend of mine from Sioux Falls, South Dakota was in town. He is a PT, and we spent the morning out in the driving range trying to figure out my low back pain for one. And so we were going through some screens, doing some testing and kind of talking about that whole conversation of where does low back pain come? How do I get rid of it? What do I need to do? And and what can we all learn from it? So we have a, a video of that. And then we came back and sat down in the studio to try to wrap it all up and, and help us all understand where does pain come from in golf and what can we do about it? What are the practical steps that we can take? So really enjoyed this with Adam Halseth. Really fun conversation conversation with him hanging out in the studio with me. If you enjoy the Golf Science Lab podcast, make sure to share it with a friend. As we grow, we're able to do more and more things like one of them is we launched the tour coach podcast with tony ruggiero it's the attempt to create sort of a a network of podcasts here all revolving around the same mission and same kind of quality and production that we like to do here at the golf science lab so check out the tour coach if you haven't share it with a friend we really appreciate your help growing this community of people interested in what it actually takes to get better at golf All right. So we are sitting down with Adam Halsa, PT. How do you describe yourself, Adam? What do you do? So I'm uh, primarily a sports medicine orthopedic physical therapist. I have a
1: kind of a special interest in rotational athletes, especially golfers. That's kind of, yeah, that's my two cents what I do there.
0: Yep. And that would be us here. Yeah. And and so we just got back. We spent the morning out in the driving range. I have lower back pain. I always have. But this year it just kicked on last week. So I thought, what a great time to figure out why. Perfect. Prime subject. And so kind of our conversations about low back pain, it's about physical limitations, it's about why, how, what, all those good things. So you had an interesting point of like the low back pain isn't, it's not because of my low back, it's always because of something else. Is that a good place to start? Yeah. So it's almost like
1: a wave I've, I've heard described as the good guy gone bad. Okay. You have other limitations in your body and so, the low back's kind of picking up the slack, mm-hmm. trying to do the job of everybody else. A good analogy is if if you and I were building re- a retaining wall and you carry three bricks, okay, and you get tired and stop. So, I carry the other 250. The next day, I'm going to be one that's hurting, right? And you'll be feeling good because sure. I did all the work picking up for the, the slack that you had. <laughs> yeah. All right? Yep. That's how, that's how low back works. If your hips don't move, your mid-back doesn't move, your low back picks, picks up the slack and that's where the pain is.
0: Okay. So, I mean, that was exactly my case. First step was we just did some basic screens, right?
1: Exactly. Yep. We screen, there's there's three main areas I look at for rotation. All right. That's the, that I think it causes low back pain, hips, mid back, and shoulders. So that's where we started. We started screening those three
0: areas. Okay. So shoulders, I actually got a check mark there. Shoulders are great. We passed that. Yep, that's fantastic. Awesome. <laughs> and then we got to mid back and limitations. And I guess let me add context is also another complaint I've had is like, I feel like I can't make a backswing. That's my other complaint of the season. Right. And, um, I hit the ball okay. Yeah. The, the days that I don't hit the ball well, it's like, gosh, I can't figure out how to make a backswing. All right. Or I feel like I'm get loaded. I know that's an air quotes loaded on the right side. <laughs> but so that was my other complaint. So, so we got to the mid back and that was the first one where I noticed some, some limitations.
1: Right, and you're you specifically. Well, you're limited in your backswing direction to the right. Um, you're to the left. You rotate really well, and so that's where we found the biggest limitation, huge
0: discrepancy between right and left there. So if I have a, a limitation in the mid back, does it go down then? So you compensate with your low back, or yeah, and
1: it can go low? either way. It could go down. All right, so you it's usually the next level up or next level down is where you start compensating. So if you had a shoulder problem, I'd still look at your mid back. OK, so maybe you're everyone compensates a little bit different. OK, um, our bodies are really smart to a fault or they're very good at making compensations to do the to complete the motion you want it to complete.
0: Gotcha. So it, we're figuring out all these things to get around our limitations to exactly make it happen. Yeah. OK, so then we went down to the hips and again, there was some limitation there also.
1: Yeah, that was. More both directions, but primarily your right hip and your backswing direction it was really
0: limited. I gotta imagine like this has got to be the most common, right? Because we all sit all Very day. Very common. Like we're all doing the same kind of things in our lifestyle. Yep. You know nowadays. Very common, especially I'd say
1: mid back rotation is common almost all level of golfers. Huh. I the way, from what I see, and low back pain is most common injury in golf yep. across the board, professional, amateurs, across the board. Low back pain is most common. The only difference I think is uh like female professional golfers. I think a close second or maybe first is uh, elbow pain, hmm. elbow injuries. But yeah, you're very, you're very, very typical yeah. presentation.
0: Yep. Why is that so typical? Like just because of the way that we, we don't work out those things? Yeah. Well, or is it even people that do work out, I assume, have those limitations, yeah. right? Yeah, I
1: mean, it it depends on who we're working with. So, you know, you get your normal, you know, 55-year-old country club golfer. Mm-hmm. He's probably... Like a sales guy or a lawyer, they sit down all day. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. So then their their backs are limited. Their mid-back mobility is limited. Their mm-hmm. hips are mo- not mobile. Yeah. So then they start compensating their low back. Your professional golfers, same thing. Their limitations are usually a lot smaller, but they're also playing a lot more golf. And so they stand out more. Um, They're more sure. like overuse type injuries in that case.
0: Hmm. So. In my hips, I had limitations on both sides. The trail side also. I'm always more worried about trail side problems when it comes to low back pain.
1: Why is that? And that's where we. That's where you see the most compensatory patterns. I think that's where. That's kind of where we set up. That's I mean, as far as the rest of the swing goes. You, there's different positions you get in at the top of your back that will really put yourself set up yourself up for failure as mm-hmm. far as a low back problem at the downswing.
0: So, I mean, this is really interesting, right? Because I I hit the ball fine. I hit the ball good. Like, that's not the issue with my my golf game. And it's not what I need to work on, right? Right. But this is super important because, I mean, if I continue on the same way, what's going to happen to me? Uh, I mean, eventually, is the pain just going to become so much if, you know, five years down the line, if I just keep doing the same thing and never address it?
1: Yeah. If you have lingering, lingering issues tend to get worse over time, especially if the more you play, the more it will become an issue. I work with some college golfers, a couple of professional golfers, and and especially the professional guys. At, at the college level, they have back pain. It mm-hmm. really worries me once they turn professional. Now they're playing more golf. It's going to be more of a problem. And so if you don't get it corrected right away, then yeah, I think down um, the road really is going to get worse.
0: Gotcha. And you presented two things that people can do is you can change your golf swing to work around limitations. Is that right? Yep. That's one option. And the second option is address it
1: yeah (laughs) fix fix your limitations
0: and it's obviously i don't have you know a medical condition or arthritis or any of these things that make it impossible so there is hope for in that path yeah
1: definitely correctable
0: yep take me down the first route like when do you suggest that someone changes their golf swing based on their limitations like what's the
1: two times one let's say if they they're coming at me right away with back pain Mm -hmm. all right and they're like i got a tournament this weekend like you need to fix me i'm Mm -hmm. like well we can't change anything physically that fast. It takes yeah. time to make it permanent. So then what we can do, we can make some recommendations to their swing coach to make slight modifications in their swing just to protect their back so They can complete this tournament because most professional golfers are not, they're not making millions of dollars. Like each week is like There, that's that's their income. They rely mm-hmm. on that. And so they need to play this tournament. Um, if now someone is in the off season
0: mm-hmm.
1: or maybe they got a few weeks before the next tournament, then we'll start hammering their
0: limitations. So an example of this was my limited hip mobility. We just flared my right foot. So I I increased my mobility and kind of like, I loved how you said, if I'm looking to get, this is all, we're just rounding these numbers, but if I'm looking to get 45 degrees of turn in my hip, if we, if I have 30 available and I can flare my foot by 15, I can potentially like, that's a nice
1: little. Exactly. Yeah. you find, you increase the available range of motion you have. So if you're set up in external rotation, then we'll have more feel of internal rotation available.
0: Okay. And you did mention that, like, that's not... wouldn't want to do that for the next, like, six years. The goal would be to...
1: No, I think it, yeah, it's... Yeah, I think it's better to, if you fix your limitations first.
0: Yep. Okay. So what was the other... So there you said there are two things about when you would fit, change a swing. What's the second?
1: The second one is if they just don't... like. Maybe they're not the guy that wants to spend a lot of time in the training room. Yeah. All right. They prefer to just work with a swing coach and stay out of the gym. Not my recommendations or think more along the lines of like not a professional golfer. Mm -hmm. Maybe they only want to, maybe they only have the ability to do one or the other. They have a job. They have time to go to the swing coach or time to go to the gym. A lot of people will go to the swing coach. And so for instructions, then I can make those recommendations of a swing instructor.
0: Okay. That makes sense. So then it's about the communication between those, those two yourself yes. and the swing coach. Cause okay. I am not both. Yeah. Here's the limitation, you know, what you got to work around yeah. that. Cause he's not going to be able to do that. Exactly. Um, one of the interesting things that you said, which I really like is like if a college golfer, for instance, has been working with somebody for a few years and they've been working on the same thing and they can't make a change. Mm-hmm. That is probably not their fault. It's their, cause they have a limitation. Yeah, if if you're playing golf at a high level, And there is a
1: consistent pattern that you're trying to fix, then there is a good chance that there's a physical limitation that's preventing you from doing that pattern. And a lot of golf coaches don't pick up on that because a lot of them don't know your physical limitations.
0: Have you ever screened a golfer and there's been no limitations?
1: Uh, No. I, there's, You can always find something, Yeah, doesn't mean you need to fix it. Sure, sure. All right, So, I, I kind of use it an now, I look for the white elephant. Okay. If they come to me, they probably have an issue they're trying to fix. So, everything I see from them, I base it back on that issue. You know, if they, in your case, you had low back pain. If mm-hmm. I found something I didn't think really related to your low back pain, we probably would not address it. Okay. So, if they're coming at me from an injury standpoint, I only look at the things. I, I'll see more. We'll work on the things that is relevant to their goal.
0: Yep. Yep. Okay. So the next option is now that we've got to work on the limitation and we've got to hopefully minimize it. I mean, is the right word that you get rid of the limitation or does a limitation ever go away?
1: Well, limitation is kind of based on averages, right? If an average like hip rotation for golfers, 45 degrees. If you're less than that, you're considered limited. Okay. Now, if you have it, so that's kind of just a theoretical number. It's based on research, Yep. but no, I, I think we can just improve your range of motion. It's hard. Sure. Instead of thinking of it as like limited or not limited, Okay. we'll make improvements where you might yep. cross that threshold of not being limited anymore. But does that, that doesn't mean we're going to stop working on it because okay. if you stop it, you'll probably just go back to the way you were.
0: So we're, we're going to continually chunk away here. What would, so for myself with these, these two main things that we found, how would I go about getting better or what are the actions to take? To
1: get better, like long-term?
0: Uh Yes. Yeah. If I was actually going to address it the right way. So, so, <laughs> so,
1: well, we, we'd set up a plan, right. right? We'd get a, we give you a, a certain set of, you know, me as a physical therapist, I have certain skills in like the manual therapy realm. We'd probably do something like that. We'd work on, then we'd, after that, we'd probably do some more corrective exercises, you know, you to improve joint mobility, tissue mobility. Um, sometimes you don't need mobility at all. Sometimes you just need to teach your body how to use the motion you have. And so it kind of depends on why you're limited. Then we just create a plan
0: to address it. So you said there are two reasons that you're limited there. One is you don't know you have it. Like, And we just did a quick test here. And we're in the podcast room in my house. <laughs> um, we did a quick test of you move my body in the the it was there right i could rotate i just yeah
1: know so at the driving range we saw that you had your mid back really could not rotate to the right that's your backswing you're a hand golfer so then you got to figure out why you can't move that way now is there like actually a tissue mobility problem a joint thing or sometimes people have this range of motion available and we can test that by, by doing some passive Range of motion stuff, where I just grab you and try and rotate you, and there we found that you can go a lot further. So now we've got basically we teach your body how to use your available range of motion, which I found you can you can teach that very quickly. Mm-hmm. And so that's the yeah. So if you have an actual tissue extensibility problem where you, your tissues won't let you move, that takes time to get better. Mm-hmm. Yours is more of like a like a stability or like a movement coordination issue, which we can teach relatively
0: quickly. Interesting. Okay. And so that you've got that one route. What does quickly mean? Well, you can improve. I mean, I can, you quickly. can see
1: if we took 20 minutes here and worked on that, yeah. you'd probably, and you go play golf tonight or tomorrow, you'd probably know a difference. Huh. Interesting. Now you, you, over the course of time, then you can make that change more permanent, but the results you can see quickly.
0: What's the longevity of that, of like doing that? If we did like 20 minutes, then go play golf. And then Would you have to do that on a week, like a daily basis for a week? Yeah, I
1: I would. would, What we did here, I showed you one exercise. I would make that a part of every time you golf, that'd be like part of your warm up.
0: And so you
1: would do that and it would take a minute, 30 seconds a minute. And that'd be part of your like a five minute 10 minute warm routine.
0: Gotcha. So... The first thing of is getting a little bit better with range of motion is you have the, you know, the mobility to do it. You just got to learn how to.
1: Yeah, you got to figure out why it's there. And in your case, you have that available and we, and you can, we teach you to use it. Uh On the flip side, though, a lot of people just, they have like a tissue extensive, they have a tissue problem where they just, they're heavily tight tissues or joints
0: um that sounds difficult
1: and it's more like <laughs> to, then i get, get my better. hands on. we do some a lot of <laughs> manual therapy stuff we do various types of stretches and things like that and yep. then the progress is you don't necessarily see you right away but over yep. time year
0: it, it gets better what does over time mean like two months a year yeah
1: i mean it depends if i yeah i'd say you know four to six weeks you start noticing big changes It's still part of a normal routine you'd have for the course of like you know a warm-up routine or yep. maybe three days a week you're doing your mobility work and three days a week you're doing your strength work That it still be a part of your regular fitness
0: routine so you always got to be hoping for that first case then where it's not the
1: yeah if they get that my job's easy i give them a couple of things and like mine is blown on their part where they can like like you know holy shit i can move
0: And I guess if folks are asking, like, you're in Sioux Falls. I'm sure we have a thriving golf science lab audience in Sioux Falls, but for those that are not in Sioux Falls, uh, what kind of person is would be like yourself? Like, how would they find someone like yourself? You're obviously so, irreplaceable, but... Um, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> how would they find someone like you? So, I
1: have most of my training in the golf realm through uh, TPI, Tyler's Performance Institute, and it's really easy. You can go on their website. Yep. So, I'm a medical provider. Or I have a physical therapy background. So if you want a medical provider, you type in their search, looking for a medical provider, type in your city and spits out multiple people. Same with fitness provider, golf instructor, whatever. Yep.
0: Yeah. So I have pain. That's why I wanted to chat with you. I mean, you probably don't see any golfers that don't have pain, right? Because they don't come to you. I do. You do? Yep.
1: I okay. do. Uh I will see, you know, people come to me for two reasons. One, they or three reasons, I would say. One, they have pain yep. and they want to get rid of. Two, sometimes they may be... Just came off of some some sort of surgery. Maybe not even golf related. Mm-hmm. And their main goal is they want to get back to the golf course. So and yeah. we, we work on that. Or three. I mean, especially from I got some guys from the college realm and a couple of professional that they just want to get better. One, prevent injuries. Two, they just want to like from a performance side. They want to be. They want to move quicker, stronger, faster, hit the ball further, all that. They just want to and get. You no, know, I'm I'm an expert in the mobility side. They want to be able to
0: move better. Yeah. You know, which we all need to, right? The more athletic you can be and the more mobile you can be, the better, right. I assume. Yeah. So we've got these two kind of things. You're going to be working with somebody. I mean, when you work with somebody, does that mean it's once a week that you work with them and then they're, they're maybe training like a couple other days a week? Right. Or?
1: It really depends on the person. One, from a location standpoint, two, from, you know, if, like a college golf club, they're in season, they can't get to me that often. Sure. I would say a typical client that I see They'll come see me maybe once every two or three weeks. And then what we do from that point is I give them like a kind of like a detailed home program. Like if you want to improve this, like do this thing, do this setup, maybe three or four times a week, take you 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. But then sometimes the professional guys I have, I'll see them two, three times a week, give them stuff to do while they're on the road, when they're playing tournaments, that kind of thing on their own.
0: So I think the biggest thing that's going to change for me right away is just my warm up before a round, right? That's oh, like the gosh. quickest yeah, thing that I is, can
1: do. I... I hammer this to everyone golfers outside of like the PGA tour golfers are notoriously bad at warming up.
0: I agree. I agree. I literally have tried to convince my friends to warm up because they make fun of me because I do like leg kicks and a yep. few
1: like you day. me both. My friends yeah. give me a hard time all the time. <laughs> I can't even convince my own friends.
0: Yeah. No, I can't either. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with people. Anyway, there are literally studies. Like I, I have some books that'll say like you warm up, you shoot better yeah. scores, yeah. right? Like yep. It doesn't work. Exactly. I don't know what people need to hear. Anyways, so, you can make your warm-up specific to, or you should, let me say this. So you should make your warm-up specific to your limitations, right? So, that's what I'm going to do, correct? Yep.
1: Yeah. You. Yeah. The ones that have warmed up that I've seen, everybody, they tend to stretch the things they're good at already. I had one case, I think he was right around 60 years old, but great golfer, he was like a two-handicap and he did the same stretch. It's like this little pigeon pose thing. Did the same stretch. Puts his hip in external rotations. Great stretch. All right. Tested him. He is Gumby going in external rotation. Like, that is the last thing he needs to, like, loosen up. And so, we actually we did some other things. And based on his limitations, we we kind of revamped his warm-up routine. Okay. And you see it across the board. People always warm up. And even in the gym. The people are doing bench press are the strongest bench pressers. Yeah. But they're maybe the weakest squatters, but they don't squat. And you do what you're good at.
0: And what, like... For a warm-up, how long does it need to be? Like, what needs to be part of it? I guess uh, more holistically, right? Like, maybe details on that.
1: So, realistically, for the people that I see, I don't work on the PGA Tour, so most guys don't have two, three hours of warm-up. So, to get people to actually buy in the warm-up routine, I'll give them something that... I'll give them, like, three or four things they can do in the span of five to ten minutes before they ever touch a golf club. Okay. And they can do it on driving range, they can do it at home before they go, they go to the course, whatever. But I feel like I found that if I give people three or four things to do, they do them. If I give people 12 things to do, they don't do mm-hmm. any of them. And so, I have a good warm-up. It doesn't need to take any more than five minutes, Okay. I don't think.
0: All right. What's in your warm-up? What's a, like a stock? Do you have a stock warm-up?
1: Kind of. I try to base the warm-up routines I give on my clients, I base it on their limitations. Okay. I have maybe certain exercise. Like if you have a like a hip issue, I'll give you X, Y, and Z. If you have a shoulder thing, I'll probably give you this. But I, there are, you know, there's common things you need for a golf swing. There's common limitations. So yeah, I, there, I probably, I think I've had it on Instagram, but there's like a five, 10 minute warm routine that is like your standard warm, it'll dress hips, mid back and shoulders.
0: Perfect. We will find that. <laughs> we will put that <laughs> there you go. Uh, in, in the description here. So everybody needs to warm up. I think we've We've fully established that mine's going to change, and then my next step is obviously besides doing that immediately, is just maybe start doing a few things at at home just yeah. to slowly ease into it. I'm not a huge gym person; I don't work out, in case anybody is wondering. <laughs> um, and I've, I've had it on my bucket list for you know a long time, and maybe we'll get there eventually. But I need to ease into it here. There you go. Yep. <laughs> but start doing a few things at home, right? That's kind of the first the I first would. step. Yeah, guy like
1: you, absolutely. I can give you three, four things to start at home to really kind of to get you going. And you, I think even with that, you probably see some improvement.
0: Yeah. So here's our wrap. Limitations, you know, you're, you're compensating somewhere else and potentially causing pain yeah. or damage over time, right? Correct. Yep. Absolutely. So you need to address those. Otherwise, lingering pain is going to turn into something more. Right.
1: True. Your overuse injuries, lingering pain. If you don't address it and you keep doing your same thing, it's going to, yeah, it's going to get way worse. Yeah.
0: Give us a horror story of that. Do you have any like absolute horrible examples just to scare people into from, from <laughs> golf?
1: Not so much. Okay. Other sports? Yes. So your classic example is like, you get a sprinter in mm-hmm. who strained his hamstring. Okay. And then they keep sprinting. Like the hamstring problem never goes away. You can have, you can have to be the best therapist, best Cairo, best doctor in the world. But if you keep, if you keep running, your hamstring is not going to get better. It's just, just beating a dead horse.
0: Do you hear that folks? If it, if it hurts, take care of it. Is that our, is that that's how a, we're going to wrap yeah, this up? Yeah, great way to put it. <laughs> get it fixed <laughs> that, That's right the away. title of the podcast. <laughs> if it hurts, take care of it. Um, <laughs> Okay, so we got that, and then we're going to work on that. Um, there's a couple different ways. Is one, it, it, maybe you need to learn how to use the mobility that you already have, or two is you're going to yeah. work on um, increasing your mobility of the tissue and, and yeah. whatnot. Like
1: yeah, figure out why you're stuck. Um, yep. And so the best thing is get screened by someone who knows what they're doing, and yep. they can tell. They can figure out why you're limited.
0: So from there, we're going to, one, we're going to warm up better before we on to golf and adjust please, our limitations. Please do. And then, two, hopefully come with a plan and follow through and actually – work on improving your range of motion over time
1: yeah absolutely so we nailed it. it you nailed it
0: all right right there you are on instagram and twitter aren't you i am correct yep At adam hall seth there you go it's pretty easy to find you adam thanks for hanging out here in the in the studio
1: hey my pleasure man thanks for having me
0: Hey, this was so much fun. Huge thank you to Adam for spending the morning with me here, taking the time to talk with us about this really important thing that we all struggle with at some point, which is pain and limitations with our body. It was just a really good practical conversation that we need to talk about. So thank you so much, Adam. Make sure to follow him on Twitter and Instagram. Check out what he's doing. Follow him along and, and just say thank you for, for sharing all your knowledge here with us. It was, uh, it was fantastic. If you enjoy this podcast, make sure to subscribe. Golf Science Lab here on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening. Subscribe, leave a review so more people can find this show. This episode was edited, mixed, and produced by Just Hit Publish Productions. And we will see you all next week.